This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Laura. And Angela. We are about to start this week's show, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Zola. Zola Registry has everything you love about your favorite department store, plus things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, wine subscriptions, and so much more. Angela, we we know we've had a bunch of listeners who have gotten engaged recently from our show. We do. Some of them credit this very podcast. I mean, we don't want to like get our egos too big, so... We- We'll say, I'm sure, you know, there was something else that had to do with it, but (laughs) some say we cause weddings. This is true. This is true. And, you know, you need to register for something. I wish I had known about Zola when I got married because it's amazing. It's like everything all in one place. They have over 500 top brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds. They let us try out Zola. We basically, it was really fun because, uh, we didn't even need to throw another wedding to get to to use the registry. And I had a lot of fun. I picked out some placemats for this new dining room table that I got. And I picked out a laundry basket from Firm Living, which is a brand I really, really love. They have such cute stuff. It's got like half moons on it. And it, the website was just so easy to navigate. They had so much cute stuff. Some of my favorite brands. I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I um, it was really cool because I was able to create a registry for Ian and I who are not engaged, but, uh, and, and when I told Ian that I made one for us, he was like, oh, that's weird. You're a little <laughs> crazy. But then I showed him all the cool stuff that we could look at and he was like, all right, fine. <laughs> this is cool. Exactly. Um, it's also super easy to use, like Laura said, um, really easy to navigate. If your grandma's like, I don't know how to use a computer, you'll be like, don't worry, grandma. You can buy me stuff on Zola. It's super easy. Um, they also, if grandma gets confused, friendly customer service. They will go above and beyond helping you pick out the perfect blender, walking your grandma through a couple's registry and more. Um, they have group gifting feature, which is pretty cool. It lets multiple guests contribute to big ticket items because they have like everything. They have all home goods type stuff. You can get a couch. Expensive stuff, which is so cool because then people don't need to figure it out afterwards. You got to Venmo each other. It's like a whole thing. You can just do it all on Zola. It's really cool. And we are hooking it up to sign up with Zola and receive $50 credit toward your registry. Go to Zola.com slash single. Zola is spelled Z-O-L-A. So go to Zola, receive that $50 credit toward your registry. Go to Zola.com slash single. Now let's start Start the the show. show. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is How, How to, to Be, be a, a Sex, sex God. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, eight things you shouldn't masturbate with, and bespoke condoms are hitting the market. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest back to the podcast. She's a Cosmopolitan contributor. What was that? Did I just say Cosmo? Sexy. She covers, yeah, exactly. (laughs) She covers everything we love here at the podcast, cocktails, food, and sex. She previously worked at Elle and Martha Stewart Weddings, and now she has a very exciting thing to add to her resume. Author of the book, Cosmos Sexy Sutra, 101 Epic Sex Positions, which hit shelves last month. Welcome back to the podcast, Julie. Hi, guys. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for coming back on the podcast. We had so much fun with you last time. Last time that you were on the show, you had recently written an article about how for six weeks you downloaded basically every dating app and hired three different dating coaches and you went on many, many dates. You wrote about that for Cosmo. Did you try all 101 sex positions for the book? Yes, and I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're very, you're very uh, you know, you put yourself out there when you're writing articles, so I had to ask. True, and, and actually every position you'll see in this book and in Cosmo has been tested, not all by me, but <laughs> <laughs> every, every toy, every position has been tested. Wow. Okay, so they're safe. They are safe <laughs> and Cosmo approved. That's Great. amazing to hear. Was it, is it like, how do you split up uh, Kama Sutra positions with the editors? You're like, who wants to take the, I'm just going to open up her book. Who wants to take the tender twists and the electric 69? And like, your senior it's editor's a, like, 
I'll take it. I'll do one for the team. Yeah, it's a very scientific process. You know, we, um, yeah, no, um, everyone's very eager to try things out. (laughs) Did you you create the list of positions first and then try them? Or was it like, I'm going to improvise and create my own sort of thing? I mean, there actually was a lot of research. We go through everything that we've ever done before to make sure that we're not repeating it in this book. Mm-hmm. So all these physicians have never run in Cosmo. They're all brand new, which is pretty cool. And we've been doing this for a while. So yeah, that's that says amazing. a lot. Yeah. Um, did you consult the actual Kama Sutra? I, you know, I did because I had never read it or I had seen it like variations. Um, but I did, and you'll see in the intro, we mentioned, we reference the, this is Cosmo's version of Kama Sutra. This is, I would not say this is, I think people would be angry if they were official people who do Kama Sutra and read this book. For people that don't know, what exactly is Kama Sutra? The Kama Sutra is an ancient Indian sex manual. So again, this is Cosmo's version. This is not Ancient. Ancient. (laughs) Well, I have the book here. It's beautiful. It's got cool red and pink shiny foil font, which after pushing for that on our book, Angela. We didn't get it. And it not happening, I've learned is very expensive when it comes to publishing Mm -hmm. books. So (laughs) they went real fancy for this one. Um, The book also has sensual illustrations, detailed descriptions, tips, challenges, and a bunch of other very fun stuff. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that research process was like and how you decided which positions you should include and which tips to include. Like there's so much information in this book. Yeah, there is. So there's 101 positions. That's just like the basic of what you're going to get. But then we also have hot topics or we talk about oral sex or kissing or BDSM. We, re- we really go there in this book. And then there's just tips scattered throughout too. So there's really more than just 101 positions. You're getting a lot more than that. And something that was important to the team that put this together is that we had lesbian positions and solo positions. So you don't even need to be in a relationship to get something out of this book or have a partner. Uh, there are solo positions in it. That's what we love. There's a self-love page, which is great for singles who are dating. Uh, Angela and I, I was like, I was like, oh, are you going to buy the sutra book for, if you're uh, for like the masturbation page and Angela's like Laura if you're single and dating you want to use some Kama Sutra on your date nights but right. then you want to go home and like use the self love page duh and I was like oh yeah Angela that makes so much sense yeah I mean you don't have to be in a relationship but also there are for girls who love girls pages and so that was really cool too that we were able to be inclusive yeah that's all awesome were you so what's your favorite position or your favorite tidbit or both one, the book. Yeah, one thing I really <laughs> like about this book is the way we were able to weave pop culture references in. Like, I am extremely proud that there's a Hamilton reference in this book. <laughs> that's awesome. It's, yeah, the Venn diagram of my life, Cosmo and <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> and that's evergreen. I mean, Hamilton will be beloved forever. True. But I like that we talk about certain music to play. Like, we talk about Rihanna. And I think I think it's like... It feels current in that way. Like we talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce lyrics. And so I, I like that about the book. I think it's funny too. I know I wrote it, so it's odd to say that. But no, I, I'm, I'm looking back and I'm like, this is pretty funny. We can vouch. We can vouch. Are you going to be nervous to tell dates that you wrote this book because they're going to expect you to be some like crazy sex expert? And and possibly they might even be intimidated by you. They're like, I'm going out with the girl that wrote the book on Sexy Sutra. Yeah, it comes up. <laughs> Um, and I think some guys are really excited about it and they do have these like wild and crazy expectations and I don't mean to bash any expectations. Um, but I think that a lot of this is too, just a job and finding a way to make sex really fun and still really hot. And I don't know anyone who wouldn't want that. What have the, how have the conversations gone when, how has it come up that you wrote this book? I I'm just honest from the get-go about it, and I'm really proud of it. So I would expect someone I date to be proud that I did it too. I think if if someone weren't cool with that, I don't know if the relationship would go that far. I just I would want them to be excited as I am about it because I'm not ashamed. Why would I be? I think it's a really great book, and um, being a part of that would be like it's like well, if you don't like that, then you maybe won't like me that much. So I wouldn't date someone who weren't who like who wasn't into it. Yeah, no, you Good. should. But if they were too yeah. into it, that would be well. That's <laughs> right. I would be more afraid of like the sleazy responses. Right, you should be proud. I would definitely. I would. Be I mean, more... I would put it like in my bio. On <laughs> yeah, it would be like I wrote the sutra book. Like I am a sex goddess. Uh, I know. Actually... I'm trying to think if I've had any weird and no guys. I mean. You pick up on that pretty fast and you kind of like, you don't even get to the date. I would think guys would be like, I'm going to let her lead tonight in the bedroom. (laughs) 
Because she knows what to do more than me. (laughs) I don't know. Especially considering, so we loved like the titles of the different positions that you Mm -hmm. came up with. So yeah, I'm sure they are not as nearly as creative as you. I'm going to name some of our favorites. We have um, the Spanx a lot, the Pillow Fort, um, the Ping Me. How did you come up with these? That is one of my favorite things to do. At <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo is write the names of the positions. I love a good pun. Um, again, it has to be something that we've never done before and also maybe feel like a little bit current, like ping. Everyone says ping. And I'm like, well, I guess there's something dirty in that. You just kind of, your mind goes to dirty places, even with normal everyday things. And that I also love the names of the chapters like I love that part three is called burn the sheets like they get <laughs> yeah. progressively dirtier. I guess, dirtier as you go so the first one's sweet and sexy and then super steamy and then burn the sheets which I just is just a funny image yeah, yeah. that's so great uh, that's like when you go to like a Chinese restaurant and you pick like the level of spiciness <laughs> you want for me it's usually like zero spice or burn the sheets. <laughs> or burn the sheets. <laughs> Never burn the sheets, but that's reflective of my sex life. So. Well, I think we have a restaurant idea, too. Now. Yeah. There we go. All right. We're going to talk more about some sex tips and tricks later on in the podcast. But for now, let's jump into what's in the news. Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Well, speaking of self-love, uh, I read about eight things you shouldn't masturbate with in Cosmo. Sexy. Your colleague, Karina Heisch, um, she uh, apparently when you Google things to masturbate with, a lot of really random stuff comes up that's very oh, questionable. Um, and she had a suspicion that they were not good for you. So she actually interviewed a couple of gynecologists uh, and some just different experts to see, like, are these things actually okay to use um before we get into them she notes that uh the best materials for sex toys are silicone because they are not porous and they're easy to clean so just always remember that um so okay first thing that comes up when you google things to masturbate with hot dogs what (laughs) who's doing this apparently somebody and it's not good for you because there's bacteria and if it's uncooked Oh, Jesus. Even more so. And sulfates, right? Or whatever. That What's in hot dogs that's really bad for you? Like everything. everything. <laughs> it's like literally everything bad in squished together and then comes out of a tube. All right. Yeah. Don't stick that up your vagine. You'll get like UTIs, yeast infections. Bad news. Yeah. In case you were wondering, hot dogs don't work. Um, also in the food area, cucumbers, carrots, and other phallic fruits. Why is this? Um, well... I don't. I mean, just because they're phallic, but they're not good for you because they can cause irritation, um, especially if there's pesticides or chemicals used on them. So don't use uh, cucumber. I feel like that one I've heard of at least, like the cucumber thing. That's like in pop culture. Cucumbers are at least closer to the size of a peen. Um, <laughs> this is like a. I probably shouldn't share this story, but I'm going to. Don't worry. It's not going in the direction of me using a cucumber to masturbate with. But my friend (laughs) uh, shares a Netflix account with her dad and found like softcore, like 60s French porn that he was watching. On Netflix? It's like very softcore, but it's there. Um, Yeah, I was shocked. Netflix, really? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like an art film. But it's just a lot of weird sex stuff. And, of course, the first thing we did was we watched it together. (laughs) And there is a scene of a girl, like, violently masturbating with a cucumber. So. Relevant. There are some people that are into that. Doesn't she know not to do that? She needs to read Cosmo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. This one also sounds painful. Plastic or glass bottles? (laughs) What? <laughs> oh my God. Can this is how people end up in the ER. Once again, you run the risk of transferring bacteria into the vagina. Don't use it. Also, if the glass bottle breaks, it's bad. Um, markers. Farm they they say that uh firm objects <laughs> like markers are worrisome because it's possible that vigorous masturbation can tear or irritate your urethra and vaginal tissue. Oh, God. Don't masturbate with a marker. Sounds painful. Uh, broomstick. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Splinters in your vagina. Oh, my pa- God. We actually had a listener write in once about, <laughs> I guess we were like talking about witches and like, I think we talked about Harry Potter sex toys. That was it. And she was like, you know, guys, fun fact, they used to burn witches because 
they masturbated with their broomsticks and they, it was actually just that. And I don't know how accurate that is. <laughs> no, no, it's a probably not at all. Fun fact from our listeners. <laughs> uh, I know you've got a couple more, but just to just to cut in, Julie, when you worked at Cosmo, you guys get like a lot of emails and readers that submit crazy things that they've done. Have you ever like read any readers that have submitted crazy things they masturbated with or Oh, that's it- a great question that I can't think of any. Um I know they always no. have that like that like embarrassing yeah, you know, like right. oh, I'm so embarrassed section. <laughs> but I I'm guess- so embarrassed I stuck a broken bottle up my vagina and, and it got- didn't feel good. And I got caught <laughs> and they walked in on me and I was masturbating with Oh my gosh, no. my trophy. <laughs> we did I think we did a story recently where they had to talk about their favorite places and those stories were really funny. Like one was on like a canoe. And I was okay. like, that seems she like a lot of work. Yeah. Canoe? Yeah. First you have to find a canoe and then you have to go out in a canoe. <laughs> like it, I was like, okay. And I also, we recently learned that another word for clitoris is like man in a canoe, right? Yes. If you Google synonyms <laughs> for clitoris, man in a canoe comes up. So perfect setting. <laughs> Um, maybe okay. that's what she was going for yeah, yeah. i guess it's very poetic a uh, few other things curling iron spoiler alert not good for you tools like screwdrivers and flashlights <laughs> I, I don't even know how you would fit a flashlight up there but they say that that is dangerous once again maybe a mini one yeah oh yeah i don't know why i was like picturing like the I lanterns <laughs> When your Jesus. lights go out. Angela. <laughs> like a camping lantern. You're very adventurous. Um, and finally, this final one was actually surprising to me that uh, it's not okay. Well, it's, so it's candles and soaps. We know what <laughs> Angela's been using and she's going to stop. No, but like obviously I'm not like sticking candelabras up my vagina. But they – Up your hooch. <laughs> up my coochie. But they said like it's – you can't even use soap like for clitoral stimulation. Real Okay, that surprises me. I, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean like Why you wash with it. Um, so it says that it's best to avoid soap scented or otherwise near the vag- vaginal opening or vulval area. She says it's because overly scented candles and soaps can definitely put you at risk for irritation or allergic reaction. That would suck to get a rash down there. It would. But if you're not allergic, maybe it's okay. So I guess the only really things that are safe to use are like silicone toys, many which you can find on Cosmo that they've recommended and supposedly the whole staff has tried, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, I guess, lube that's made for that area right. your hands but not silicone lube with silicone toys oh really yes Explain. I yes this is something you learn when you work at Cosmo not through experience but <laughs> through you know sex therapists telling you not to do this and when they are together when silicone is together in two different forms I hope I'm saying this right it can erode the silicone on the toy which then invites bacteria in that's so water-based lubricants on silicone toys Wow, very interesting. So really, silicone lube should only be used for sex Mm -hmm. because if you're only supposed to use silicone-based toys, there's nothing else you can really use that that silicone lube for. Hmm. People, this is important. They really really need to teach people this in sex ed. They really do. They do. I do think the more you know, I mean. Right? We'll all be happier. I mean, we're learning this at like, I'm 32. How old are you? Like 29. I mean, that's too late. This All is, the years wasted. This is too late. <laughs> Who knows what could have gone Masturbating wrong? Masturbating with hot dogs. Yeah. Um, God <laughs> damn. Oh. Too late. All right. All right you want to? So, yeah. Whatever. What are you? What are you reading about? Okay. I I knew that we had Julie coming on, so I was perusing some other sexy publication. I was perusing Playboy by our favorite author Bobby Box. And guys, bespoke condoms are a thing. A Boston-based company by the name of One Condoms is hoping to curb concerning figures of how the lack of men that use condoms, and they're launching My One Perfect Fit Condoms, which are bespoke condoms that are custom fit to your penis like a tailored suit. That's insane. Reactions. (laughs) How much do these cost? That was my next question. So the price of My One Condom, it's higher than your standard rubber but the article says they're still surprisingly affordable. The most cost-effective option is to purchase the 24-pack, which works out to about 66 cents per condom and $2 shipping. So not not too bad. Not too bad, right? Uh, 
I don't know if 66 I would buy. 66 cents to not have a baby and have STDs well, will you cost also, you way yeah, more. You could pay way less. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm definitely pro condom. I just I've oh, never yeah. worn one, so I don't know if fit is that big of an right. issue all the time. It and is. It is. So let me tell you why it is. So according to internal research, the company found that more than half of men have lost an erection due to poor fit. Supposedly condoms prop properly fit only 12% of all men. So this actually is a big issue. And one condoms offer 60 sizes, 10 lengths, and nine widths. Within four hours of the launch, they had sold out in every size offered. I had no idea that like that this was like a thing. I didn't know the numbers were that big, but this also kind of feels like those bra companies that are like 80% of women are wearing I the wrong know. bra. This is but way I, different but and I more am, important. I have been wearing the wrong bra for like a long time. <laughs> but does it affect your life? I mean, a little bit. I really would love to like finally freaking figure out which my bra size, which I think is 34B, but I don't know if it is. It's... It's been a struggle. <laughs> and then you go to a store and they're like, you're actually a G. Yeah. I'd be <laughs> like, whoa. Hey. <laughs> hey there. Um, but to get back to the point, I think sounds great. Right. But is it like Warby Parker where you can get like a couple pairs and return one? <laughs> like see what fits? Like try them Home on? try on process. Right. right. Yeah, but what they do, so to find the ideal size, customers use a Fit Kit, which is a free printable measuring tool with instructions to measure their length and circumference. Then they receive a product code that corresponds to their My One size. They can also just get a size recommendation based on a questionnaire. And here's what the owner says. He says, the ideal fit should feel pleasurable with no squeezing, pinching, slippage, or excess rolled latex. For the length, a condom should cover the entire shaft without having too much extra material that needs to be rolled up. Otherwise, that extra length can cause a rubber band effect at the base of the penis, resulting in tightness and discomfort. So ultimately, the condom should fit snugly in place without causing tightness or discomfort. So, yeah. And I guess... We don't really realize it because, like, you know, we don't use condoms. But apparently they haven't really been updated in a long time. Mm -hmm. And attempts to improve condoms have fizzled mostly due to the cost of testing and the FDA requirements. So I guess Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation had put out a call for better, more pleasurable condoms in 2013. But to this day, not one of those prototypes has been brought to market and a key priority was to offer men smaller sizes. As it stood, standard condoms had to be at least 6.69 inches long, but the average guy's erect penis is roughly an inch shorter than that. So like the minimum size of condoms are are bigger than a lot of guys. Huh. Well, yeah, and I guess they they sell magnums, but I've never seen like Itty bitty ones. Minimums. <laughs> and you probably don't hear enough guys talking about this because, you know, like you get like the whole, there's the stereotype that guys need to have big dicks. So no guys are going to be like, make me smaller condoms. This is a real issue that needs to like, people need to talk about this more. Like it's different with women. Like people that have small boobs, like they love it. They're like, I, I like mm -hmm. small boobs are very fashionable. Big <laughs> boobs are sexy. Like you really can't lose no matter what your boob size is, in my opinion. But like. <laughs> You know, there's like the stereotype out there with like with, you know, big penises. So I think probably a lot of girls don't know to talk about this and guys don't want to talk about it because they don't want to talk about the fact that they can't find all the condoms out there are too big for them. Yeah, this is a real problem. This I know. Interesting. I didn't know, right? It's interesting. It's also kind of funny to think that, like, of course they design them bigger than men actually are. Like, right. of course. <laughs> it's aspirational. Yeah. <laughs> this is true, guys. This is true. All right, on that note, we are about to jump into the mailbox. First, let's take a quick little break to thank some of our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box for busy women to discover brands and products for a life well-lived. More than just a beauty sample box, FabFitFun delivers a mix of full-size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness products to your door four times a year for just $49.99 a box. And let me tell you, it is so freaking worth it. Because Angela and I are so crazy obsessed with FabFitFun. I can't believe it just comes like a few times a year. I, I wish it came like every month, every week, every day. As you guys know, Laura and I are obsessed with, uh, how do you say it, Laura? Huga? Haiga? Huja? What is that? <laughs> Huga. I like to Huga my life. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. It's a, a Danish term for like basically coziness, but it's so much more than well, that. Well, our FabFitFun box was basically a, a Huja kit. 
They huga, have huga. whatever. You're going to be comfy as hell. There's fuzzy socks. There's like a big oversized mug. A poncho. A but poncho. Like, like the cutest poncho ever that I also kind of use as like a scarf. They have this spray that helps oh, the you. Spray. S- oh, the spray. <laughs> okay, so I've been using this spray for for like, I don't know, maybe six months. It's like this lavender chamomile spray. It's called like deep sleep spray. That's like actually what it's called. And it helps me sleep and I have the craziest dreams. And I've been trying to tell Nick forever, you've got to use this spray. It's amazing. And Nick's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. The only per- he Nick won't listen to me, but he will listen to Angela because they're basically the same person. Angela, what did you think of the spray in your FabFitFun box? Um, I'm telling you, Nick, I sprayed my pillow with it. I woke up. I felt like I slept for four years. I was like <laughs> Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> But even better because like I had crazy dreams while I was asleep. Yeah. It's literally called Deep Sleep Spray. It's from the works. Anyways, that was one of the amazing finds in our FabFitFun box. And Angela, be honest. If I had told you to use this spray, would you have used the spray? Um, I don't know. That, bro, that's a no. <laughs> but it's in your FabFitFun box and you discovered it. And now you're like, oh my God, the spray is everything. The spray, exactly. is, the spray is life. You just need your like your cool friends friends at fat food fun not that you're my not my cool friend i am a cool friend whatever <laughs> I, i'm also wearing my choker from fat fit fun it's so cute it's this like gold choker anyways they just had the most amazing stuff in the box and i i love it i swear it's like everything they say that it, you get over 200 dollars worth of products i swear it has to be more because we got so much amazing stuff and you know what? It's such a good holiday present. The holidays are coming up. I'm getting it for every lady. Yeah. Every lady in my life it's, is getting a FabFitFun box. It's so much joy. So to recap, FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box delivered four times a year. You get over $200 worth of products for $49.99 a month, total steal. You use our promo code for $10 off your first box. So that's only $39.99 for over $200 value. Go to fabfitfun.com to subscribe. Yes, and you want to know what that promo code is. That promo code is SINGLE, S-I-N-G-L-E. So try FabFitFun today. Go to fabfitfun.com, subscribe, and start getting the box for a life well-lived. Use our promo code SINGLE to get $10 off your first box. That's products valued at $200 for only $39.99. Again, fabfitfun.com. Use our code SINGLE and get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. We would like to thank our sponsor, Honey. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I shop online a lot. You do too. I exclusively shop online because I don't like to go out. There you go. And I don't know about you, Angela, but when I shop online, I always search the internet for promo codes before checking out. So I'll be like, anthropology, comma, promo codes, uh, Nordstrom's, comma, promo codes. And I do it every time. And it's so annoying to do it every time. But I want to save that money. I want to save that 15%, 10%, $5, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't just, I Google, then I go on their social media, then I look through my emails to see if I have a newsletter. It's like three steps to get like a little discount. It's annoying. It is so annoying. Well, now there's this amazing free desktop browser extension called Honey that I recently installed on my computer and they're now a sponsor of our podcast. And I'm so excited about it because I wouldn't have found out about them if they weren't sponsoring our podcast. What they do is they scan the internet for promo codes for you and then they'll apply them to your to your account when you're checking out. So you don't need to do any more Googling, no more checking their social media and all that ish. They find the promo codes for you. They also do more because they they let you see price history so you can know if you a price was recently raised on like a product that you're about to buy and that you might want to wait because it'll probably drop again. It's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's pretty genius. And we mentioned it's free, right? It's free. Free desktop browser extension available on Chrome, Firefox, and Safari. You know you have those, so it'll work for you. Uh You save money and time when checking out online. The app searches the internet and applies the best discount code for that retailer. It's literally two clicks to join. It, it's so cool. They also do this with Amazon. They show the trends of an item's pricing so you can decide the best time to, to buy. It, it does so many cool things, and you, you install it. Like Angela said, two clicks. It's so easy. To get this amazing and free desktop app and to start saving money, go to joinhoney.com slash single. In two clicks, you have you will have access to over one million working coupon codes. They do all of the work for you. Again, that's joinhoney, J O 
I-N-H-O-N-E-Y dot com slash single and try it out because it's free and easy. And who doesn't like a free way to save money? Angela, what do we have in the mailbox for Julie to help us answer? Okay. First up, we have a question from our listener, Jane Doe, not her real name. Um, she has a wedding question. And I knew this would be good for Julie because she used to work at Martha Stewart Weddings. Yeah. <laughs> so she knows everything about wedding etiquette. So she writes, my fiance and I are getting married next fall. I did the normal thing any bride-to-be would do and got excited and told some people they were definitely invited to the wedding. <laughs> oh, God. I see where this is going. Yeah. Cringing. Now, however, I have issues with two of my would-be invites. The first has been having a series of breakups, get-back-togethers with her significant other that have gotten dramatic to the extreme Cops call the whole nine yards. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah, their issues tend to be fueled by alcohol, and we're going to have an open bar. And I'm just honestly hesitant to have them around when they could find themselves in a fight at any second. I don't blame you. Yeah. The second couple, uh, I'm sorry, the second is another couple of which the female is a friend of ours. We just hung out with the husband for the first time recently. Uh oh. And he used the word. I'm not even going to say it. He said the F word that rhymes with maggot. So the second <gasps> F word. Yes. And he said the R word that rhymes with free card. Okay. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not We're not even we're not putting that negative, negativity into we're the not ears of our listeners. We're not saying those words. Um, so anyway, he said these words very freely and comfortably. While this just isn't cool in general, something I did point out at the time. We Good also, for you, Jane Doe. She pointed it out at the yes, time. Props. Very brave. Not everybody is able to do that. So thank you for doing that. Um, she said, we also have gay and special needs people attending our wedding and do not want to risk them being offended by this asshole. She didn't say asshole. I did. Um, <laughs> my question is, how do I uninvite them from the wedding? We haven't sent out our invites or even saved the dates yet, so I'm not planning on sending either couple those. But how would you go about handling the conversations that will most likely come about why they did not get invited? So she verbally invited them. Right. But didn't send out save the dates. I think it's fine not to invite them. I think being invited to a wedding is an honor. I know that sounds a little like dramatic, but it is. It's like someone has been planning this for months and months and you should feel like everyone in that room is someone that you want to be there. And I also think there are so many ways to cover it up with other reasons other than like you're a bigot. I think you can just, weddings are expensive. There, you know, there are space restrictions, I think. Yeah, I mean, I have I have friends that are planning weddings right now, and they're going through the process of like having to whittle down their guest list, and they're cutting people that they like, yeah. you know. So like, it's, which we had to do, right? So it's, she can say like, you know, I'm so sorry. Like we we only had a certain number of people we could invite. Yeah, or you know, I thought our budget was this, and we were so excited in the beginning, and it turns out that we just don't. But we'd love to have dinner with you again. Oh, that's we'd good. Love to, I love to maybe say without with you. your husband. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have to come? <laughs> I love saying that the budget changed. That's a great one. Yeah. And, and I think people aren't understanding of that, especially if they've been married. I think you kind of get how expensive things are. Everyone who's there, you can start to see dollar signs like, oh, do I really want my cousin's boyfriend there who she's been dating for like only a few months? That's another, you know, $200. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was excited to write her back because we all face situations like this when we're getting married. And like even me, like I remember inviting people that I worked with and then like, like three weeks after I sent out the save the dates, they got like let go from the job. Mm. And I was like, well, they're coming to my wedding now and I'm <laughs> never going to see them again. So like at the end of the day, you really have to inv- only invite people that you genuinely know you're going to be friends with forever. You want to look around the room and only feel good vibes. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that was big to me is I don't want to look around the room and see a bunch of freaking strangers. Cause like, we did have a couple people that I like barely knew at the wedding who like wouldn't stop talking to me. So imagine if I, <laughs> so like imagine if I had like actually invited more people that I didn't know for whatever reason. It's the people that you know the least that like won't that are like in your face your whole because <laughs> they're wedding. like let's get to know each other and you're right like, now now is not the freaking time. So like trust me, these people would be like in your face probably. So just as some other options that I suggested for the very first friend, you could say that you're only inviting people who are engaged or married. 
it's a little like sometimes like, mm. you know, like inviting like significant others that are like engaged or married, which, you know, that can be a little touchy because some people are like, I don't have to be married to like show we're together. Mm-hmm. And you might be inviting other people who are not engaged. But um, yeah, another option to say you're just having a small wedding and like blame your parents. And I mean, like you could tell the truth, but I think that that in this situation is difficult for two reasons. Normally, I wish the advice is like always tell the truth, but I really think you kind of can't because the first couple will be offended and then and they'll because they'll promise that they won't get drunk at the wedding and they won't fight. They're going to tell you that they're not going to get drunk and fight, but they're going to do that. You know, you know, they're going to do that and they can't promise that they're not going that they're going to tell you that they're not going to fight and get drunk, but they will. And the second people, the second couple, they're already married. So you kind of like. It's not like your friend is dating some jerk and you can be like, hey, the guy you're dating is kind of a jerk and like, you know, says derogatory words and and is like not a cool dude. She's like already married to this guy. So she's going to need to like figure this out on her own. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of like can't. She's going to stick up for her husband. So you yeah. really can't kind of give. Although I kind of uh, for the second couple, I'm. I'm leaning more towards she could be honest if she really wanted to go there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, because like people should know. What, people should know, I guess. You know, it's the only way people can learn, I guess, is if you call them out. And just be like, hey, he said some things I'm like not really cool with. I maybe wouldn't say like that's the reason. I, I wouldn't give that as the reason that they're not invited because. Right. That, right. That's going to like just make her even more angry. But if you come at it more from a place of just like. I don't really want to hang out with him. Yeah, like I, I just want you to know, like those things upset me or whatever. Or, or these things made me uncomfortable. You know. Yeah. And she did say that, right? Earlier. Yeah. She yeah. said that she calls him out in the moment. Yeah. But I guess good. maybe. Yeah. Like if she wants, to, like keep hanging out with her, and she keeps saying no, like she might as well just tell her why. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. It's awkward. It's easier said than done. I say go with Julie's advice. Say, say the like the budget thing. Say we thought we had a bigger budget. We don't. Nobody is. You have to be a real jerk to get mad at somebody for not wanting to spend money on you, you know, and for and for not having the funds to like pay for you to go to a party. You have to be a real jerk to get mad at that. And if they are a jerk, then that's like a even better reason to stop hanging out with these people. Yeah. And you know what? She hasn't even sent the save the dates. I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be that. Oh, awful. if you send the save the dates. I'm sorry, but you kind of got it. Yeah, you can't take yeah. that back. Yeah, so You're good. Once the save the dates are out, there's no turning back. Uh, all right. What do we have next for Julie? Okay, next we have a question from Laura, who identifies herself as our super fan. Not me, Laura, even though I am a fan of you personally, Angela. (laughs) Yeah, you are our biggest fan. Um, No, this is our other big fan, Laura, who actually came to our book launch party. We We met met her. Yeah. um, She's so nice. She's beautiful inside and out and is a really fun, smart lady. She's awesome. And she has a dating question for us. She says... So I have a recent dating dilemma, and I figured who better to ask advice from than you two, slash three, with Julie here. Um, About two weeks ago, I started messaging with this guy on Tinder and went on a date with him that Saturday Saturday night. We instantly hit it off, so we hang out again Monday, Tuesday, Friday before he went out of town that weekend, and then again this past Monday and on Thursday. So a lot. (laughs) Oh, wow. wow. She, wow. And, and that last time she met up with him and all of his friends to watch the Eagles game, or as they say in Philly, Eagles. Um, we were texting multiple times a day, but I only heard from him one time this weekend and then total silence on Sunday. And they hung out six times over two weeks and then he just goes MIA? Yes. So uh, she says he warned me on date two that he has a tendency of moving too quickly with women and losing interest in them which is what I figured was happening after hours of stressing. I addressed the situation. Do you want to role play with me? Yeah, I do. I do. We're going to role play for you. Are you ready? This is what she, I I don't even know what she's going to say, but I already love that she's like confronting this head on because for this guy, oh, oh, I'm already mad. It's not cool to upfront be like, hey, I have a tendency to like fall really hard and then like get over, get over chicks. Like that's, yeah, I, I almost said get over bitches <laughs> <laughs> because that's what that's how I picture this horrible guy talking. I'm so in the in his role. Uh, it's not that's like doesn't make it okay just no. that you like warn somebody. All right, so let's see what she and said. Scene. <laughs> so, do you want to play the boy or the girl? I, I well, you're Laura. You should be Laura. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, 
hey, I know this isn't how she talks. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm in my role. Hey, I know you said you tend to get, quote, tired of people quickly, and I get the sense that might be what's happening now. I've had a lot of fun hanging out with you over the past however many days, and I'd like to see you again. But if the feeling isn't mutual, you don't have to worry about hearing from me again. I'd at least it'd at least be nice to know. Eight minutes later. Hey, sorry I worked all weekend and have just been a homebody. I do like hanging out a lot, but I heard from someone that I must that I must still have feelings for and I still don't know what I'm going to do about it. Two minutes later, Def not tired of you, but I wanted to be honest. I get it if you won't want to wait around, but I got to figure it out. Sorry. I know it's pretty annoying. Well, at least you were honest. <sighs> this guy is the worst. Yeah, annoying? I love Come that on. he's like, I'm deaf not tired of you, but if you want to like stick around while I like decide is, and pretend that I'm like on The Bachelor, then, yeah. uh, then just like stick around and hang out. What? would you do in this situation, Julie? Oh my gosh, not worth it at all. And I hate the way he's blaming her a little bit. Like, it seems unslightly like victim blamey. Like, I told you I was going to do this and now I did it. So it's your fault for sticking around. Excuse me? Absolutely not. Oh, he's infuriating. I also really hate how he buries the lead. He's like, oh, just kind of hanging out, being a homebody. Also, I'm talking to somebody else. And... (laughs) As someone who did a lot of dating last year for this story, I know that that's not true. Like, that's a line I would use (laughs) to say, like, I would say, like, oh, I just met someone and I want to see where it goes, which just meant, like, not into you. Just not into you. It was, like, my polite way of saying that. And, yeah, I don't believe him. And I think the other thing I learned from dating a lot of guys last summer was that there's always, like, I used to feel like, oh, I need to date this one guy because he likes me and that's all that matters and that's like, you know, but it's like, oh, please, like, this guy sounds awful. He sounds like such a narcissist that he thinks that like, oh, if I just like, you know, tell you all my flaws at the top, then when I actually do those flaws, it's Mm -hmm. okay because I at least warned you, pat on my back. Does like not make any of this okay no like like you knew this is your the, you have to deal with this now no no you're yeah. still going out like oh this guy's the worst human alive that's also a terrible way to start a date too like here's what here's what i do badly and, and this is how i'm gonna said, hurt you that was date number two they had that conversation like is he trying to be like johnny depp like i fall in love pretty hard <laughs> dot 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 and then like an hour he's like and then i get over people real quick <laughs> Like, I'm kind of a bad boy. I do have respect for people boy. who can marathon date like that when they first meet someone that they can go out like four nights in a row. I'm like, props to you. I do. It's such a red flag though when somebody comes on too strong like that. And then mm-hmm. especially when he admits that it's a pattern. Yeah. Ugh. yeah, this guy sucks. I'm really sorry, Laura. You just gotta never talk to this person again. And if you do hear from him and he's like, oh, hey, uh, I'm so sorry that I kind of like, you know, disappeared for a bit. But, like, things with that other girl didn't work out. And, like, I really love you. Like, I really like you. Or not. He probably won't say love. But, like, <laughs> I really like you. I'm, like, super into you. And definitely not sick of you. Don't mm. write him back. Right. Do not. And, like, to be fair, I think that situations like that happen sometimes. And, you know, it's a case-by-case thing. But just based on how he handled this, I think, yeah, if he pops back up, just absolutely not. It's and this a happened hard over, no. over text, right? Yes, re- all yeah. over text. And I love it. I can't believe he had the audacity to say, definitely not tired of you. She never even suggested he was tired of her. She simply said, I know you tend to get, quote, tired of people, which she was kind of saying, like, I know that was, like, your excuse you said, but we were, like, hanging out nonstop. And then, oh, he's just, he sucks. Uh, Laura, I'm really sorry that you had to deal with this. As a fellow Laura, I feel your pain. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we all agree. Move on. Do not wait around. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, other listeners out there, if you want your questions answered or if you have any funny texts or messages from an app that you want to share, you can go ahead and email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Try to keep them within like two paragraphs or shorter just because even like one paragraph because that's about like the length if we do choose to use your question on the podcast that we would be able to use. I got to say that. Normally people have been keeping them in a good length, but every now and then we get a novel, which is cool. We but love. We're just gonna have to shorten it anyway to read it, and we probably are gonna sh- take out stuff you thought was important. So it's best if you just, you know, yeah, you do the editing so that we don't cut like what you think is an important part of your story. Exactly. You can also find all of our contact info on our website, 
thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is how to be a sex god. Yes, which Julie has mastered as the author of Cosmos Sexy Sutra. One thing we didn't talk about earlier in the podcast, Julie, is you have an entire section on dirty talk. Angela and I have both tried to dirty talk before. Angela gets a lot of what? Well, my boyfriend is half deaf. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and I'm not delivering confidently. It's a really bad confidence. And, of- and when I've tried to dirty talk, I get a lot of what? Are, are you okay? Because uh, my, my husband is just overly kind and concerned and and apparently i'm not saying anything confidently <laughs> yeah. enough i think both of us have like articulation issues yeah we have a lot of problems i get yeah between angel's what what <laughs> what am i like are you okay oh, what, what was that uh are you okay I'm like, yeah i'm fine forget it just keep going uh so julie we desperately need your help when it comes to dirty talk what are your tips and what can angela and i do a little better to be more vocal in the bedroom well, I think the good news for both of you is that you don't have to actually use words. What? To Great. talk dirty. I mean, we sign language, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to sign That's language course. A very practical suggestion. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Um, I mean, when we say this straight in the book, too, that you don't have to really like start, you know, whipping out lines from Fifty Shades of Grey. You can just have like little moans or. Or like an oh yeah, which hopefully everyone will understand and doesn't require like perfect diction or, you know, okay. uh, you, <laughs> a stage voice. Do you do the moans? Yeah. I mean, as we learned, we had Kenneth play on our sex mm-hmm. coach a little bit ago. And he, we, Angela and I watched one of his videos together. We did. <laughs> which was basically watching a porn together. Um, and one of the things he said in there was basically what Julie is also saying. A lot of sex experts have told us this now at this point, Angela, so we better be doing it. That like it's good to moan to like let your partner know what feels good. Right. And like encourage and I them, guess I guess. That's kind of like that's a good intro. It's like dirty talk one oh one. Yeah. We're just we're ready to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to make that that leap ourselves, I guess. Well, sometimes to- making like the moans like takes away from my concentration. <laughs> Like, I really need to concentrate. (laughs) I don't know. I can't multitask that well in bed. Well, you can try it just maybe just when you're kissing. Like, that's an easy way to start. And also, again, like, yeah, like you were saying, you don't have to start with some soliloquy. You can start (laughs) easy and work your way up. And that also gives you a chance to, like, test things out on your partner and see what they're comfortable with. Or just say what you want them to do to you because then, A, you're talking and communicating and, B, getting what you want. If we were to say some lines, are there any that you would recommend? Yes, there are a few in the book that I really, really like. One that I like is, how are you so good at this? Because it's a compliment. Oh. And then you're also talking. So you're communicating that you liked something and you're also, you know, letting your partner know that. Oh, and I like that one. they feel <laughs> confident then as well. I can't use that now because I'm in the room. <laughs> I mean, what if it just you genuinely happen to think that in that moment, it just happens that you also heard it as a suggestion here now on the podcast. (laughs) It would be in my subconscious. How are you so good at this? Okay. okay. It's hard after (laughs) many years. (laughs) What are, what are some? I guess you've been practicing these last seven years. I'm like on me. Almost eight. I'm like, wow, you've been doing this for eight years. How are you so good? Oh, wait. You've been practicing on you me. You know, have yeah. I ever mentioned you're really good at this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are the other ones? I mean, a simple one also is just like, that feels so good. Because then again, you're like telling your partner, you're giving your partner praise. And hopefully they're saying these things back to you. And Have you ever said that? In the moment. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I should be able to. That's a very easy one. Like, and like that feels good. I usually say that. I, I'm like, I like compliments like that. Like, like maybe after I'll be like, oh, that felt really good. Perfect. Well, yeah. After. But I even feel weird saying that. Sort of, but like I've gotten better at that. Like, oh, that felt really good. I think it's because like well, when your partner's very quiet, it's hard for you to talk. But I'm all, I'm like usually always talking more than him in general. Yeah, but care about what you wish for because I have been like, <laughs> I wish you would talk more. And then he does. And then I'm like, I don't know what to say. 
<laughs> Wait, so. do you mean in bed or you mean like? No, in bed. Uh, we talk constantly, incessantly outside of bed. <laughs> oh, wait, in bed. We, wait, yes. what is he? Oh, because you, what kind of things is he saying? I'm not going to say on the podcast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have some boundaries. <laughs> so now he's like chatty Kathy over there and, and Angela's like, uh, uh, uh. Well, yeah, especially because like I, I'm the kind of person in any conversation, I really want to think about what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, give me a minute. And it's very, you know, their face is right there. You're like, you can't take a minute to just think about oh, your response. That's funny. Uh, I went through this with sexting where I was like, I was like, oh, you got to sex with me. And then like, he was like, all right, I will sex with you. And he like started like, you know, sex and some good stuff. And I was like, uh, 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 hey, I don't know what to say back. Uh, here's a picture of our puppy. <laughs> and he was like, what? All right, guess the sexting's over. <laughs> Which truthfully, I would be fine. Like my ideal sex situation would probably be like, no pressure on me. I don't have to say anything. (laughs) You talk. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. What are, give us the rest. Give us the other lines that you love, Julie. Yeah. These are so good. I mean, there's another one that we have in the book. That's what would you like me to do to you? Details, please. Because again, you're like gauging. It's, that's a question too. So you're going to get a response hopefully, (laughs) if you ask that one. Um, Some other ones in the book are, I want to do bad things to you. Oh, very Fifty Shades. Yeah, Yeah. that is kind of Fifty Shades. Um, Another one is, I can't wait to feel you inside of me, which... Wow, these are all Classic, classic. I think I've... I say, is that good or bad? Really? I'm either like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it right, or, oh, man, I... I'm not that original. <laughs> but it and, also, and then like, you overanalyze that and then you're thinking about that. You're like, oh. But yeah. I think anything that kind of like moves things along is really yeah. good. Rather, I mean, you can start small with like the oh yeahs and just groans, I guess. <laughs> Moans, groans. Yeah. I mean, like any conversation, I guess it would just build. Right. You, right. Gotta, you, you don't want to start going. with the filthiest thing. You want to start <laughs> start simply. Um, so if you had to pick one tip from the book that you think people should master essential for your bedroom, what would it be? This sounds very sweet and it is, but one of the last tips in the book is about cuddling, which has been, you know, studied over and over and over again, but that really is what bonds you. I know that sounds so like, oh, sweet, but it's true. And I think that, you know, the best sex is intimate sex and where you feel really connected with your partner and that's the moment when you do feel the most connected is cuddling so cheesy but true i love cuddling so that's good to hear i have that one down me (laughs) too um you also have a chat you have challenges in the book which are very fun one challenge is to have sex every day a month every day of the month because sex begets sex why is this and how can people do this without getting sore you know? <laughs> well, I think a lot of times we think of sex, and a lot of experts have told me this too in researching stories, that we think of sex as just being like the act of having sex, but there are so many other ways. Like you guys are saying sexting. So you could, you know, sext one day and that could be your like sexy moment of the month. Or you could, you know, send him a picture that you're comfortable with sending. Um, that could be like your sex. So it doesn't have to be like, so let's go something- to the red room for Something sexy 30 every days. day. Exactly. And I think in one of our upcoming... Mm, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but we've done in the magazine... No, I had this... Okay. Confirmed this ran in the magazine. Um, a different tip for every day for a month. I think it was in our September issue. I'd have oh, to check. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, there's perfect ways to do it. But yeah, it, tons of research has said that the more sex you have, the more you want to have. But then there's other research that says if you have sex just once a week, that's enough to keep your relationship feeling strong and feeling bonded to your partner. So if every day isn't your style, again, it can be something like, let's read this, let's read Cosmos Sexy Sutra together. That can be the sexy thing that you do for that day. Well, it was great for me because I was able to say that I was doing this for research. So Right. Right. Um, so you have a sex challenge inspired by the movie Titanic. Mm-hmm. It's very romantic. Um, it's it's where you have sex right after the shower when the mirror is steamy, and then you put your hand on it like Rose. Um, our movie, Rose when she's in the car. When she's in the car, yes. You could do it in the car, I guess, and make it really authentic. But it's it's kind of hard to get the car steamy. you got to have this certain kind of weather. Yeah, you have to really <laughs> breathe heavy. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I appreciate your coming up with this clever hack. 
Titanic hack. Um, are <laughs> movies good inspiration for sex? Like, can you think of other movies? Totally. I think Titanic comes to mind because I was like 14 when that movie came out and I saw it eight times in the theater. <laughs> so the idea of like a hand, like that's all I think of when I'm anywhere and you see. That was your sexual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved that movie. Um, yeah, I think movies are great inspiration. Actually, TV right now, I think has especially good sex. Like, I think Insecure has really good sex on TV. Um, I love The Affair. I think they have really good sex on The Affair. So, yeah, I think movies and TV should be inspiration always. I mean, there's also some really, like, kinky weird stuff on TV. So, like, take your pick. Whatever you're into. It's good that there's something for everyone. Yeah, I I shouldn't judge. I can't believe I said that. (laughs) But, I mean, I, I didn't mean the kinky. I meant, like... Dangerous? Yeah. Like, it it, kind of depends. You kind of got to like, you know, sample it all and then just take the one that you feel is like right for you, you know? Exactly. From your answers of what your typical tips are, I get the sense that you like more like sweet, sensual, meaningful sex. Would would that be accurate? Yeah. And I also think like the book is really fun too. Like I I think at Cosmo too, we're all about like the sweet, sensual, like our readers really want to just feel connected to their partners and they want, you know, the sex that brings you closer as much as they want. The fun. The fun. So I think... I love fun. I love playing games. I'm all about like, let's roll some dice. Like you have one called synchronized sex where you have sex in a pool. Like I I love these like fun, these fun ones that you have in the book too. There's like, there's ones for every, every kind of person. There really is something for everyone in this book. I I truly feel that. And yeah, I mean, in a pool, go for it. Yeah. You just got to find a pool where nobody's looking. And I, unless you're into voyeurs. Yeah. But I have, I have not found that pool yet. I know we live in New York city. Where is there a pool that's secluded? That's not public. I don't know. There really isn't. Yeah, especially with drones. Someone's always watching, you know? <laughs> Unless it's like an indoor pool, but really those are only like at a hotels, you know? All right, well. Maybe, an, a, cer- maybe a certain Airbnb? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, all right. We are going to break this down a little more in our Reason of the Week Breakdown. <laughs> Julie is an expert on Cosmos Sutra, but can she tell the difference between the name of the ancient classic Kama Sutra positions and the name of bands? It's a game we call Making Sweet Music. Are you ready to play? I'm so ready. Okay, great. The first one we have for you is Blossoming. Is that a ancient Kama Sutra position or is that a band? Kama Sutra. She's the sex expert, guys. The official word, it's, I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation, but I'll do my best. Utfalaka. It is the blossoming is realized by lowering the woman's head and raising her vagina. The guy kind of kneels and the girl lays down. It's called blossoming. Hmm. Your vagina blossoms. Yep. Uh, All right, Angela, what do we have next? Okay, wolf parade. Band. (gasps) Correct. That is a band. But would probably be a really good sex position also. Yeah, yeah it's a good name for both. It's but. an indie rock band formed in 2003 in Montreal. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. Closed box. Band <laughs> or sutra position? I don't know. Um, I'm going to say sutra. You're right. The official word is Utana Samputa. It kind of looks a lot like missionary, to be honest. But the guy kind of does like an upward dog while he's on top of the woman. So he's like pressing into her hips more and his hands are on either side of her. It like, yeah, he's kind of like doing like an upward dog mm. thing. I don't know why it's called the, oh, he's closing the box. The box is in it's, her vagina and uh, he's pushing into it. Is it is closed. It, that, that box is closed. Closed. Box is underutilized as a vagina euphemism, I feel. I agree. I like it. Um, okay, next up, indie band or Kama Sutra position, Deerhoof? Definitely a band. You are correct, but because it's an indie band and I'm not cool, I don't know anything about it. I just know that it's a band. Yeah, I used to cover music, so this is actually <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. great. What, do you know about Deerhoof? I've heard of them, yeah. Oh, apparently they're popular. Yeah. Well, I'm sure their music's great. Uh, Butter Glory. <laughs> sutra or band? Please be Sutra. But Butter, I don't think they would use the word Butter. I'm just going to go with Sutra because I want it to be true. 
No, it's the name of a band. Butter Glory? It's the worst name of a band ever. It's like me but, at dinner. Right? Butter? <laughs> like, you mean? They are an American indie rock band from Lawrence, Kansas. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. there you but go. Someone out there, come up with the sex position for they Butter were, Glory. They were around in the 90s. Yeah. So, uh, what's up next? Okay. Uh, indie band or sex position, Queen of Heaven. Sutra. That's yes. right. The sutra name is Indranika, mm-hmm. and it involves a man wrapping his thighs around his female partner and forcefully opening the vagina with his hands. There you go. Forcefully. Very, I know. Hopefully, very invasive. Hopefully not too forcefully, and hopefully, uh, you know, mutually... <laughs> stimulating something that she wants yeah <laughs> anyway uh all right next up mare indie band or kama sutra position m-a-r-e m-a-r-e mare i'll go with indie band no that is the kama sutra position called vada vaka this position <laughs> involves sliding the penis into the vagina without any kissing or embracing apparently in a cowgirl style oh, oh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard to kiss when. Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking of reverse cowgirl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all very confusing. Mayor. All right. We got four more for you. Let's see. Okay. Next up Waves, Kama Sutra or Indie Band? That's an Indie Band. She knows her music. Right. They're the opening act for Blink 182's 2017 Spring Tour. Wow. Very exciting. I love Blink 182 was my first concert. No way. Wow. I hope I didn't use that for any of my security questions. And (laughs) someone's going (laughs) to use this to like hack all my information. But Blink 182, I was grounded and had to uh, like sneak out of my apartment. My parents saw me running out of my house got in their van and began chasing after me as I ran down the street to my friends who were pulling up and I was like, and I was running and I was like, I was like, had like my cell phone, which was like those super old flip phones. And I was like, they're chasing me. They're chasing me. And I was like yelling the street that I'm on and they came and picked me up. Like literally their car didn't stop. Like, I don't know what my parents were done. It's not like, it's not like we were in like the fast and the furious where like, we're like, you know, if my parents, what were they, they can't stop the car, but but they, the car was like kept going. I literally jumped in the car and uh, <laughs> this is a tangent. And then I was like, go, 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 go. And we like booked it down to San Diego to go to this Blink-182 concert. Like within an hour, my phone, they had like disabled my phone. Good for them. <laughs> and I was ground- bad. I was grounded forever. And it's it was not like you were going to like some Mar- Marilyn Manson concert or something. It was like. It was Blink-182, but I was grounded, so I couldn't go, and I wanted to go, and it was worth it. It was worth it. Ha ha, in your face, mom and dad. Was it the Blink-182 slash No Doubt concert? No Doubt wasn't playing, no, but I love No Doubt. I went to one of those. Very 90s. Very cool. No Doubt was one of my first uh, CDs. Oh, Oh, man. These people listening are like, (laughs) they had CDs. Fascinating. Uh, (laughs) All right. We have three more for you. The next one is... Kabul dreams, band or Kama Sutra position? Um, Kama Sutra. Guys, it's a band. Kabul I love, dreams. Kabul I dreams. love that we're stumping you. This I know. I don't know them. They're the first rock band from Afghanistan established in 2008 in Kabul. Oh, very cool. cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. Uh, all right. What, what's next. next, Angela? High pressure, Kama Sutra or indie band name? Indie band? You got- <laughs> oh, we got we, we we did a good job making this falling apart. I was worried. I'm so glad that we're stumping you because it's really hard to stump our guests. Yeah, we love when you guys fail because it means we did a good job. Oh, <laughs> you're doing a great job. <laughs> uh, uh, so the sutra name is Utpidit. Hold on, Utpiditaka. There we go. Involves a woman folding her legs into her chest while her partner presses his body on top of hers and wraps his arm around her neck. What? Yeah, I'm trying to picture it. It's I cannot very picture that. Hard to do. <laughs> it looked very complicated. It sounds like a great time though. Yeah. All right, you ready for the last, last one? Last one. Okay. The broken flute. Indie banner Kama Sutra. <laughs> Please be Kama Sutra. No, that's... Oh! 
Oh, yes. you went out on a bang, yes. literally a bang, pun intended. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> okay, the official name is Venu Dari Taka. It involves a woman lying down, putting her foot on her male partner's shoulder and then taking it off and putting the other foot on his other shoulder. Very complicated. You can look it up if you want. like to try the broken flute. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing kind of like a bicycle thing. It Needless does. to say... These standing? positions seem rather complicated and not that comfortable. But on the other hand, Julie's has pictures for every position. So, you know, if you're like, these descriptions seem very weird. Julie's Julie's has like very detailed pers- descriptions and pictures to go with it. So don't even pay attention to the ancient Kama Sutra. Get the Cosmos Sexy Sutra. Try out these positions. It's a very cute book. It would look great on a shelf with the pretty red and pink foil we love the book and yeah yeah i gotta say great coffee table book good conversation starter if you bring your date back to your place totally um before we wrap up any any last tips you want to tell people or anything else you want to say about the book no please go get it um yeah and for each each position also has a twist where you can like make it hotter or you know even if so if you're not into like the main position or you're feeling ambitious you can uh make it even hotter or, you know, put a variation on it. That's so cool. Guys, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason. We hope you all listen to this podcast and now feel like sex gods and goddesses. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you so much to Julie for coming back on the podcast. Buy her book, Cosmos Sexy Sutra. You can buy it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You can follow her on Twitter at Julie Vad, on Instagram at Julie Vadnall. Any other plugs we should tell people about or where they can find you? That is great. All right. You can also check out our book, This Is Why You're Single. They would be great paired together too in your Mm -hmm. Amazon cart. Our book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook is available on Audible. And if you want to get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors, you can go to our website, thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com, and click on the podcast page. Um, we're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. Yeah, guys, we used to do like a bunch of like memes and jokes, and we kind of stopped for a bit, and we're just doing videos with our with our guests, but we're getting back into it. We're doing more funny stuff, so follow we're memeing us. it up. We're memeing it up. We're we're back to doing jokes and but yeah. also still videos. So if you're like, hey, what does Julie Vadnell look like? You can go on our Instagram and you will see. And if you're like you're like looking up our podcast and you're like, I wonder what they talk about on this week. And but I don't really want to click that info button on iTunes. You can go and you can watch our video where we tell you in like 30 seconds or less what we talk about on each episode. So follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. You can also follow me personally. I'm at Laura Lane on Twitter and I'm at Laura Lane Rad, a little rad at the end for my Instagram. And on Instagram and Twitter, I am at Sparadactyl. So you can follow us there. Please like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.